Hey guys, how you doing? It's your boy, Boy LG. Man, just wanted to say real quick, thank you for all the love, everybody calling in, chiming in. Like I said again, invaluable feedback. Please keep it coming. Just wanted to reach out to those folks who have been concerned with the distortion or maybe some lags in time, some some bites that some segments that uh, have silence at the beginning, maybe in or whatever, 20, 30 seconds or maybe even longer. We have reached out to Anchor about that because it should not be happening. Don't know what's actually going on with that, but we are on top of it. So just want to say thank you again for reaching out. Also for listening through that shit, man. Hey, we appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the love. And also, guys, let me tell you, that's not the only platform we're on, all right? I mean, we're spreading out to different platforms. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. I mean, everywhere that podcasts are streamed, man, all you got to do, search, drink, time, and... See the little guy pop up, click him, listen, man. So thank you, thank you, thank you again. Just wanted to put that out there so that we that you know we are taking your concerns seriously. We are taking this very seriously, man. Uh, it's been a great, great, great opportunity to be able to put our voice over the airwaves and people actually tuning in and listening. So thank you guys again. Thank you for all the love. Keep the messages, keep the love, keep the positivity and energy flowing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Train time is my favorite time of the day. Thank you, boo-boo. You know what? This Negro's off the hook, man. Yo, what it do? It's your boy, Boy LG. Yes, sir. Hey, man, once again, let me say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the love. We got a banger for y'all boys today, man. Yes, sir. That boy Clifton Simmons has blessed us with his presence, beloved. We appreciate that, man. We know we're going to get into it. Just a little bit of sports, man. Chop it up. Left foot go on the ramp. We know foot. We know. We're gonna talk a little entertainment, man. See what this boy JD is. He tripping or is he not, man? Let me know. Hey, we also gonna get into the classics. Yeah, let you know what the classic of the week is. And then we're gonna spread a little love as always, baby. You know how we do here, man. You know what we do. We always spread love. It's all love, baby. So Appreciate y'all, man, once again, once again. Y'all niggas been listening long enough. So go grab your ice, 
Get your lemon wedge. I'll throw a koozie on the brew, man. You know what time it is, baby. It's drink time. Now look, man. Now look. For them cats that you sitting with, they ain't been listening. They just getting tuned in. Here's how we go. We this how we do, baby. This what we gonna do now. If you ain't got a drink. If you ain't got a drink, get a drink, man. If you need a drink, have you a drink, because I'm going to have me one. Yes, sir. And somebody out there, please go ahead, double fist. Have two for your boy, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. Y'all niggas know me long enough. You know how I get down. I got the bottle with me. Yeah, man, so love, 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 Unk. And this is how Unk give it to y'all boys, man. It's real deal. We not playing no fucking games, man. Call us, holla at us. Hey, Unk, man, you are making the show. And I, when I tell y'all this, I tell y'all, man, nothing but love for this guy. This guy right here is helping us build, shape, and mold the right. show into whatever our vision is for this motherfucker man and and this is why we giving y'all this right here and so we 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 talking about some movies and it is a process man and we giving y'all we giving y'all a process baby with the bottle man man shout out on oh, his contrib contributions to the show are priceless priceless very intelligent guy. We love just sitting here riffing with him. Y'all don't even know half of the conversations that we get from this guy. He's always hilarious, always on point, always willing to work with us oh with anything God. we asked of him. And I know we probably get difficult at times, but yeah. um, again, so this is a new segment we got for y'all. We gonna this is a segment we're gonna try to do every episode. We got probably about 60, 70 movies written down here that we could just kind of riff off of, but just movies that may or may not be considered classics. So, uh, shout out again to Unk for introdu oh, introducing baby. the segment. We appreciate it, Unk. We love you, man. Love you. Love you, Unk, man. Yeah. You know what time it is. Drink time. If you <laughs> got a single. Grab it. All right, uh, look, this is what we're going to do, man. Do, let me hear the line one time. Go, get your practice line in real quick. Man, my shit is in my brain, man. I'm with the Aloha. Already. Okay, here we go. On three. One, two, three. Movies? Classic movies? You niggas don't know nothing about classic movies. Black toe, but not a nick toe. Nigga, you know what that is? Cut. Can we talk? Talk to your new girlfriend. Look, I took the hold of Burger King. <laughs> she date. You shared time for me. So you messed around to prove a point? Look what I just say. Yo, you got your head so far up your ass, it took a cheap day for you to notice me. <laughs> what cute man did I forget to kiss your ass like everybody else? You forgot to be there. That night you wanted to talk about your dad, I had curfew. What was I supposed to do? Stay. If I stayed, I wouldn't be stark. Well, at least you got your priorities. 
at least you got your fucking priorities straight, man. Hey. Hey, man. To my hoopers, the niggas just been at the door. You know, when you got hot, niggas. <laughs> You're sitting in there bored, nothing to do. She's supposed to be coming through. Hey, man, but I love this movie. Hey, love and basketball. Classic, classic movie, man. They went through. I know when me and Monika look at that shit, we're like, yep. Mm-hmm. Looks just about right. <laughs> we made it back around, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, cool, man. I guess Sean's not talking. So, this is what I... <laughs> And that's the take on Love and Basketball, guys. <laughs> Langston picked it. Langston talks about it then. Fuck. I didn't know you were done, bro. I got some too, bro. I got some. This is going to be a good rip, bro. Go ahead. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yo, hey, man. Classic. Classic, classic take. I fuck with Love and Basketball, man. That's my shit. He, he, was, he was hot. He was hot for no reason because she did have her priorities straight. And that's when niggas really get mad. Because <laughs> they... <laughs> <laughs> priorities were all the way straight. You just you just wasn't in them, niggas. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Listen, man. Love and Basketball definitely classic. Classic, no debate about that. But I got a question for you, LG, man. I, I, yeah. That clip, that clip, it makes me think of something, bro. So I got a question. Yeah, yeah. Is taking the hold of Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that permissible or is that, where did that fall? Like hey, hey, he started it out too. And you know the nigga was sitting on the bench thinking about how he was going to approach her, waiting for her to walk up to the door. First thing out of his mouth. <laughs> I took the bitch to Burger King. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. It wasn't if he only took her to Burger King. I'll tell you right now, it wasn't worth him uh, introducing it at the at the apartment. Shit, nigga, God. Right. Yeah. And he really acted like it was cool. Like, I know you grieving, bro. First of all, who who ever took their parents divorce that hard? First of all. Second of all. No, just come on, bro. You can't. You know that shit ain't cool, bro. You know that shit ain't cool. Yeah, no. Nah, and that's the thing is that niggas know that they're wrong, dog. And that's why I picked this one of my classics, man, because it takes you're immature at that age, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're so immature. You're selfish. Like think about just being a kid and like, yeah, you didn't get what you want. Especially him, nigga. He's he's supposed the man on campus. Supposed to be go to the league, whoop de whoop, man, and you get get your mind you get clouded and fogged by all of that that outer nonsense man approaching you and you think your shit is sweet (laughs) (laughs) you think you're the sweetest thing on the street next thing you know no dog no dog to me, what I think about, first of all, I think we were all, or I was, for sure, in love with Monica. So now, Nathan, that's been my celebrity crush, one of them forever since that movie. 
beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah, um, definitely. But I think often Shout out to Nine, how like your boy. Together, like all jokes aside, I think the movie is genuinely about true love, you know what I mean? Right, and right. It's like you said, you, you go through shit when you're younger, you do shit that you're not proud of because you haven't matured yet. Right. And then you get, then you get older and you start to see who, who, who it was really worth it with, you know what I mean? Who... Who you still love in that way and who you can't live with though. So uh, yeah, I, I love agree. the ending. I think we all love the WNBA game. Quincy and Monica back together. Uh <laughs> classic movie, man. Definitely, definitely second those sentiments, man. And like you said, uh to see true love, you know, go through those pitfalls and if you if no let's just be honest if you're in a relationship married and longer than a few years three four five years man you've been through that shit you you've been through some part of that movie where you you know you gotta wait for the stragglers to stop calling or you didn't got in your feelings and thought you was the shit and your girl had to bring you back down to earth and let you you know give you a taste of reality that we all need like man you not you know nobody's above being treated how you'd want to be treated and that's you know the true love they see through each other and they play for the love and he you know what i'm saying and all that man. yeah <laughs> yeah man I, yeah man true true classic hey man go get your ice i'm sentimental right now man your lemon wedge <laughs> and throw a little cruisy on your bro man yo We'll be right back. You know what time it is. Drink time. Hey, Cammy, what do you think of the show, man? Mm, I think it's going so good. Yo, yo, what it do, what it do. We in this thing, that boy Foot and LG. It's drink time, baby. Hey, man, <clears throat> I'm just checking right here, looking at this shit. So your boy Luke. What up, Luke? Who's your father now, Luke? Looks like the Kings are. <laughs> Shot that nigga out to the desert, didn't they? <laughs> Lakers, he had no offensive sense to speak of. Matter of fact, I had read something earlier. There's a guy that was uh, that designs 2K, like he does. He inputs the plays from actual teams into NBA 2K. Uh huh. And he said that Luke had like the least amount of offensive sense to act like offensive plays for him to even input. He said he had to take plays from other teams to put it into the game. To, like, hey, but you can't fault that man. Now hold on, watch out, watch out, because you can't fault that man for that. Uh, since I've been playing, since I've been hooping, every every good coach I've had, even I've had one great one, Silverstein. What up, baby? Actually, I hey man, you know I ain't gonna say that. Smith, that was my guy too. But they all steal from each other, man. They that's what you're supposed. That's what great people do. But you know what they they don't look at it as. I, it's one thing to like hear a nigga song and then take it and put it out and say it's your own. It's another thing to holla at him, say, hey, I like that song. Let's collabo. Let's put something. Or, hey, I like that play. The coaches be like, man, I like that play. I'm going to steal that. They say it right to their face. Like, oh, I'm going to put that in. I'm going to implement that. Show me how you run that. Shoot me tape on that. Our team is going to do that. So, yeah, man, I mean, that's that's the, the, the knock on Luke. The, I, what doesn't help it has less to do with them stealing plays and more to do with them not more to do with them not having plays at all. Right. You know who had the most plays? Who, who that guy said had the most plays? Who? Most offensive sets? Who? The Warriors. So you see, so you tell me, you do the math on that one. And not only that, I bet what Luke is a great defensive coach. He he took us. I think he was he had us like top ten for a while before all the injuries. 
it is also a young coach, but Luke's rotations and Luke's offensive, uh, his offensive sets are just terrible. But one good thing I guess about him going to the Kings is that they are a young team that likes to run a lot. Yeah, and but, this yeah, may like, be a good fit for him. This may be a real good fit for him because it, the expectations aren't aren't there for him. That Lakers job, you can't just walk into that like that, nigga. He was he was handed that and had a little coast, but he was out of there either way. So yeah, he was. It was. It was one of those situations where it's just better to start over somewhere else. And I get that. I'm not. I do have. Uh, I'll be lying if I said I have love for Luke. Fuck Luke, really. But, but we know. But at the same time, I just, in typical Lakers fashion, I could easily see him going there and just being a better coach and having a better team. And that's how it's been with the Lakers lately. So I will say this, just to be fair, everybody that leaves the Lakers seems to do better at their next stop. So it could just be me being a homer. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, hey, all the best to Luke, man. Don't wish no bad on the brother. I don't think the Lakers were for him, but we'll see how it goes. But but I tell you, I tell you what though, shit. Looks like Luke is in a better position than the Lakers are. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit, that's, that's not hard to do these days. I'll tell you what else the Lakers yeah. can do. Fire to Lakers. I don't know, understand why he's still part of the organization. Hey, that, that, we need that to go out and get a GM. We need to go out and get a new coach. You can't have him hiring a new coach, and then it doesn't work out with him and fire him, and then hire a new GM, and then the GM doesn't have the coaching place that he wants. Same thing that just happened with Magic Johnson. Genie Buzz, please get your head off your fucking ass. Hey, whoa, You're watch your mouth Buzz. about Genie now. Shout out, she Genie. What's beautiful. up, girl? She is beautiful, but get your head out your fucking ass. I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of it as a Lakers fan. I'm literally hot right now. You need to be sick of being a Lakers fan. I would think you'd learn by now. We missed the playoffs, playoffs five times in the first 65 years of our franchise. And then we went on to miss the last six years of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Literally, the last time we made the playoffs was the year that Kobe tore his ankle or his Achilles up right before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking sick of it. It puts a damper on the season. I love the playoffs. Today, whoa, whoa, chill out, little bro. Chill out, little bro. You're going hard on him, man. You're going hard I'm on him. Hey, bro. man. Hey, I'm hey, sorry, look, bro. man. Hey, look. Hey, look. Go get you a little ice, man. Go get you a little... <laughs> I do got my lemon wedge. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your little lemon wedge in your favorite cup or go get a koozie for your brew, man. You know what time it is. Drink time. We know, fuck. We know, LG. We know. Shut up, boy. Yo, what it do, what it do, it's that boy LG in here with Uncle Foot. Hey man, we got one of San Antonio's own coming to the mic, y'all. One of the funniest people in South Texas. Does clubs and colleges all over the country. Matter of fact, just got back from performing for the troops. Also performed on Broadway, yes. And you may have seen him in The Leftovers. He's your mom's favorite comic. What's up, Clifton Simmons? What up? What's going on, baby? What's going down, big baby? Hey, Hey, glad to finally have you on here, brother, man. Hey, congratulations on all the success, man. I finally made it. I finally made it. I said... I know that I made it when I finally do y'all show. That's the type of love we yeah. that's the type of love we want to hear, man. For those of you who don't know, me and Cliff went to high school together, man. So I've known this guy since freshman year 
and it's been really it's been really good to see him you know make his ascent in the in the, in the comedy world and yes, just sir. and just some of the things he's doing. We're proud proud of you, bro. Yes proud. sir, yes sir. And, and I'm proud of your story too. I can't wait to read your book when you finally write it because you've been through a lot within the past 15 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Actually, we can even go back further than that when you had to move to Texas. Yeah. You know sure. what I'm saying? All the stuff, all the different changes you had to deal with. Right, right. Well, you'll be the you first know? one to get a copy, brother. Trust me. <laughs> Definitely. Man. Hey, man, so, uh, so Cliff, man, give, a, give the people a little background, you know, how'd you get into it? What- okay. Well, I was the class clown my whole life. Right. And then I was in acting classes, and I was in theater arts all of my junior and high school life. And so I, I had a lot of improv knowledge and acting knowledge. And when I was in college, someone dared me to go do, because I was poetry and like hip hop was my thing. I wanted to be a, you know what I mean? Like I knew I was gonna be a comedian. Right. Like, cause I watched Comic View. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't know I was gonna be making some like okay money. Like I'm not balling right now. Like I'm not rich. But you're making a living. But like I'm making love. enough that it's, like with my like I make the same amount that you make at a your average job in San Antonio. You right, know what I mean? Right. Which I pay bills with my comedy and I go on trips and I buy presents with comedy. I never thought I would be doing it on that level. Right. Nice. I thought I was gonna do it as like a like a hobby. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I remember you walking around with the camera all the time. I know you got all kinds of footage from high school. I know you got yeah, all kinds yeah, of yeah. footage from high school and shit like that, but I didn't really know you were getting into the... I mean, you've always been funny, obviously. We was always clowning about something, now, but... So yeah, just, now that's what I'm into is uh, filmmaking. I'm really into filmmaking and stuff. Right. I just didn't have the resources and tools to finally, like, to actually create. I just did work with what I had. You know what I mean? So, like, a lot of those videos you see from high school, mm-hmm. what I'm doing is uh, I'm getting them put it on USB and I'm making uh, a freaking, like, damn near movie. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That'd be dope. Not, not even a documentary. Like, I figured out a way how to make it look like it's a script. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm, I'm sure you got all kinds of shit. I'd like to actually see some of that but, footage, man. You know, what made me really get into comedy, man? You know, I'm not an attractive dude. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I figured if I can get successful in this, and then girls are gonna like me because girls like guys that can make hey, me Cliff, laugh. Man. You know what Jay Z said, man. There ain't no ugly millionaires. There ain't no ugly billionaires, man. You're on the right track, brother. You good? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it does help me get girls. You know, I'm out of my like. I'm out of my hunting stage. I like it if it just falls into my plate. You know what I'm saying? It falls into my hands now. Now, have you ever bombed, Cliff? Yes, I have bombed. One day I did a show at the Alamo Dome. It was like probably like my second or third year in. And I get a phone call from uh, my mentor, Walter Campbell. And he says, hey, uh, uh, Steve Anthony Brown had to cancel something happened with his family member. They need a comic at the Alamo Dome. I found out about this stuff last minute. I didn't ask no questions. All I heard was they're paying $300 for 30 minutes. I was like, what? <laughs> and I was killing the game, right? I was killing the game. Like, I, I was before the, the, that whole week, it was, um, I had successful shows. So I felt like I was on some damn level. And 
So I said yes. I didn't ask who was I opening up for. When I get there, it's Frankie Beverly and the Maze. A whole bunch of old black people are there, right? right. And I'm not nervous at all. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to kill this hoe. Oh, I'm gonna, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm a beast. You know what I'm saying? And so I go up there. I make them laugh for like 15 minutes. They loving me. Uh, uh, uh. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to get in an erection. That's how much love they're showing me. And then I did one joke. That was nasty, and it was about cum. Uh, yeah, I was like, hey, one time I was in the Midwest, and they got a uh, gas station called Come and Go. I thought it was a brothel, and I lost. <laughs> hey, that yeah. wouldn't go over too well, huh? Yeah. It's, <laughs> you can just come, and you can go. You know what I mean? And they... I lost the whole crowd, right? <laughs> and so I kept going. I got I won the crowd back. You know what I'm saying? I did this little thing that I won them back, and a little bit, like half. The, I had half the crowd, right? right? Like people were still fucking with me, but the whole crowd wasn't fucking with me. And this lady, she yells out, "Get off stage!" Uh-huh. And I said, <laughs> "Damn." <laughs> That's cute. I remember the first time I had beer. And then I went back to my jokes. Right, right. And I'm going five minutes later. Get the fuck off I said, ma'am. I said, ma'am, I don't I said, ma'am, I don't go to your job slapping dicks out of people's mouth. And all of all you heard was ooh. And it got quiet. Right. And I kept going. And then all of a sudden it was boo! Three thousand people, three thousand people booing me off stage. But you know, if I get off stage, I don't get paid. So I had to be on stage for a total of thirty minutes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, mind you, they started booing at like probably like sixteen minutes. So I'm on stage for fifteen minutes getting booed. Do you know how humiliating that is? But the greatest thing about it, I was I wanted to cry. I was depressed. I wanted to quit comedy. But when they gave me my three hundred dollars, I was like, "Who the fucking fool?" I still got paid, right. regardless. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, some people say it's not about the money; it should be about the passion and the love. Dog, it is bringing in some crazy money, but I think it's also it's your energy that you're around. And then plus, I needed that humbling experience, right, 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 uh, right. because I was I was thinking I was on some level. Right. Hey, so, man. Hey, man. I know you got so so many jewels to drop real quick. This is what we gonna do? We gonna get a little ice, your lemon wedge. Go grab your koozie for your brew. Whatever you need to do, man. Keep the drink cold. You know what time it is, baby. Drink time. All right, I'm drinking Jameson and alkaline water. (laughs) What it do, what it do. We back, we back in this thing. Still rocking with that boy Cliff. Now, uh... Cliff, man, do you have any, uh, I know you're getting to do your thing, you're branching out there now, you're making $300 an hour, motherfucker, shit, you, uh, I know you get to rub shoulders with some of the, some of the big boys out there, man, you got any stories for us, you got any, any, any guys that you uh, met, or? Yeah, 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 uh, I got the opportunity, like, 
what I do is what I also do outside of like comedy. You know, I help the celebrities when they come into town. You know, I find out what they want to do. Right. You know, I get things in order for them and I drive them around. And I've done that for, I can, I can go on for days on stories, but mm. one of my favorite stories was Charlie Murphy. Okay. Meeting him for the first time. Nice. You know, nice. and but I, I swear I regret it. I regret it. I regret it. Off stage, like he's a great writer, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying. I thought he was all right as a stand-up comic, but he's a hell of a writer. He wrote most of the Chappelle show. Right, right. And there was times, there was conversations that we had in the car. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. second year I got to drive him around, that I was like, dude, why is this nigga not record? I wanted to record, but you know, that's illegal and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dog, that shit was, uh, every, like, there was shit that he would say in the car that he, was, that he would come up with that was fucking hilarious. I was like, damn. He, he wrote, the, he wrote the, the Prince sketch of playing basketball on Chappelle's show, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, all of that shit. Those are the Charlie Murphy you know I mean? stories. Yeah, yeah, man. And I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking a stand up. I just thought he was all right as a stand up. There was there was right. stuff that I did laugh at. You know what I mean? But uh, what's crazy is he was uh, something happened with him and his manager when I was while I was driving him, and we were like like we'll hang out and stuff. He smoked a lot, a lot, a lot of butt. Right. And a lot, dog. And. Um, he didn't like he didn't like it if I went over like 60 miles per hour like he was <laughs> he was too high for you to eat or what <laughs> and I drove I drove a, I, I, my, my car is a, the, the car I had at the time was a Chevy Monte Carlo 2007 super sport so you know it looks like a, like a race type car and it had great like Oh. Right, right. <laughs> and I had to adjust to my driver. Like, he would freak the fuck out. Like, I had to go. And then, you know, when you're all by the Incarnate Word area, right. uh, how they how they curve by St. Mary's? Mm-hmm. I had to slow. He was like, man, get this curve. I hate this fucking curve, dude. <laughs> I had to slow almost down to like 30 or 20 for him to feel comfortable every single time we hit that curve. Yeah, that's crazy. But, like I said, I don't know how cool that story sounds, Good. but hey, man, I, also dr- I also drug him. I drug him. Like, I, he he was hopping into the car, and I thought he got in. I thought I heard the big show. And I drove, and he was like, nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, I'm so, so sorry. Cause, and that's when, uh, honestly, uh, that's when I realized, like, my mom respected my, like, my career uh-huh. because that same day not that same day but the next day I blew my uh, radiator and so I had to get a I had to get a rental and my mom was like hey make sure you you pick them up on time and right. do you think they need to replace you because you don't want to fuck up your name I was like what do you mean fuck up my name so you so you, you think I got something or what <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what, Cliff? On, on that note, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about people that are out there trying to get into the comedy scene, or people are just trying something new in their life. I don't know if you want to touch a little bit on just pushing through adversity, like maybe some of the the times you had where you felt like maybe you weren't gonna make it, or this wasn't something that you were ever gonna get paid for. If you just talk about pushing through that adversity. Okay, so um, 
2015, I get a call from CPS, and uh, they said uh, I was about to. Honestly, I was about to move. To, I was about to move to LA. I already have some stuff laid out. Mm-hmm. But CPS called me and said, "Hey, if you don't pick up your daughter, we're gonna have to uh, give her to the state." Damn. And I was like, "Oh shoot!" So. I had to like I went to go down I went down there I thought it was gonna be like a temporary thing got my daughter you know mm-hmm. uh, and just went through the motions and next thing I know I, I get served with papers to go to court on some kidnapping type thing Damn. and CPS forgot to file some like paper mm-hmm. uh, either anyway I kept my daughter long story short I had to I had to like go through I went through a custody battle for like three years mm-hmm. like almost over three years. And I had to like stop, a, I had to get a real job. I was doing comedy full time, I had to get a real job. And um, I started turning down shows cause couldn't find babysitters. Mm-hmm. And I would do like a couple shows here and there, especially if they started paying, if they were paying a lot. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take nothing like, no, no like cheapy shows. Right. And so I was like, you know what? I'm making good enough money at my job now. Let me go ahead and retire from comedy. You know, I'll just become a writer or something. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, or I'll do like two big shows once a year. Mm-hmm. Because I, I had a I had a plan. I had to uh, be on a certain level by thirty. This is when I was like twenty nine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was already accepting. I was like, cool. I didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Right, and right. right when I quit, I go on tour with these uh, dudes from YouTube called the Hodge Twins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they reached out to me, uh, and I went on tour, and that's when I started. What I was, what, oh, the reason why I I, I was going to do that tip, I was going to do that as like cause I, it worked with my work, it worked with my work schedule. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can put whenever they're in Texas, I can just go perform. Right, woo woo, you know what I mean? But I felt the reason why I was performing with them because it was out of town. I, was, I forgot that. I never stopped doing out-of-town shows. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do local shows in San Antonio because I was scared my baby mama was going to come up to the <laughs> like comedy club or something and call the scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talking about, he hit me. He hit She crazy, fam. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that can ruin your career because you got Me Too movement type shit going right, on. Right, right. Yeah, so I was like, fuck it. I quit comedy. Like, I was done. And I... Okay, so... When I went on tour with them, that wasn't like, that wasn't not really so much the big stuff about it. What happened was that I, I wasn't, I didn't, that's not what I really, really, really like kind of like felt on some level. What happened when I was doing different out of town, I, w- I would film. I was never filming my shit over the years of like what goes on on the road, how, how people react on me, react to me outside of San Antonio. Right. Because it took, it took over 10 years. Well, no, it took 10 years, you know what I'm saying, for San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing my thing in other cities for a long time. They've been showing me love, but I started filming and streaming people, me signing autographs, you know what I'm saying, me, like, getting applause breaks. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then the interviews, my interviews, like, also give me a lot of justice. Uh, the, I just like doing interviews. Hey, man, speak, know, speaking of that, speaking of that, man, we, you make sure you send us. We need an autographed picture to put up here in the lab, man. We're going to start collecting yeah. collecting the autographs from, <laughs> from all the cats that we're interviewing and, uh, and watching the journey and the maturation process and seeing uh, the success of all you young brothers, man. Yeah. 
once again, man, we uh we can't say enough for how proud and especially representing the hometown. And like you said, this shit just didn't happen overnight, man. You know, you've been doing your. It took ten yeah. years just for your hometown, and you were yeah, doing it before. Yeah, then, like you know, about, when I do. <laughs> Yeah, when I do shows now, they're like packed as hell. Any fans yeah, like yeah, and I've been hearing, and I always, always hear about them. I always hear good things, brother. So, uh, so kudos yeah. to that. Hey, uh, I did want to ask you, how was it? How was your Broadway experience, man? How how, how man, was that? that was man? How did you that end up with, in that? Was that something like? That was did, with the Hodge twins. That was with the Hodge twins. What happens is we had two shows out there. And it snowed, one got canceled. And I was doing other shows out there, but like, that, you know, Caroline's is a big deal, you know what I mean? Right. That's like, that's like, that's like, uh, Caroline's is like a nigga making it to the D League, you know what I'm saying? NBA. Right. Like, that's like, it's definitely out of college. You're out of college. I wouldn't. I'm not in the NBA, and if I am in the NBA, I'm on the bench right now. Right, right. If that makes sense. <laughs> the way I, I like to describe my no, it makes sense. You got to get in the door, shit. You nah, gotta... yeah. The way how I describe my career, I'm like the Devin Brown of the D League right now. Like, no, that's it. Devin I'm Brown dominating rich. the D League. Right, right, right. I'm pro. I'm for sure. I'm for sure. I'm pro. All right. Legends have told. Legends have told me I'm a pro. Nice. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Cause and let's New talk- York is the hardest audience you can like. They, I mean, it was. I mean, they showed me a lot of love, but I went there with the mindset, oh, they hear comedy all the time. My jokes are probably played out to them. Mm-hmm. Nah, they show mad fucking love. Yeah, man. Hey, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I know that has to feel good to come from cats who have already solidified their self in your realm. The circles that you're trying to break into have broken into. And uh, I know that just has to be a great feeling, man, to get some of that validation from those guys. Uh, what we going to do, we going to come right back with more Clifton Simmons, man. Y'all go check him out. Brothers doing big things. So go get your ice, your koozies, and your lemon wedges. Stay tuned, baby. You know what time it is. Drink time. What it do, what it do, we back, drinks cold, baby. You know what you're doing, you're listening to Drink Time. We got that boy Clifton Simmons in the house. Hey, man, I know, so we've heard so many great things. We've heard, you know, the success story, you Charlie Murphy and everything. Uh, but everything isn't always peaches and cream. Right. Yeah, Cliff, I wanted to, me, me and LG have had a couple discussions about, I don't know if you read it, but Kevin Hart's book, Laugh at My Pain. Uh, um, so you haven't read it, or? But anyway, I bring that up to say this. Uh, he has a portion of that book where he talks about, you know, the, the mentors that helped him in the game when he got in rough spots. And he also talks about some of the people that, um, I guess we're just, for lack of a better way to put it, were assholes to him and also having to fight through that adversity in that world because it is somewhat doggy dog from what, from what it sounds, that's how what I took from it. But what, what was your experience as far as that's as far as that's concerned? Um, yeah, like there's 
sometimes in the local scene, it feels like um, a competition to be the best black comic in San Antonio, Texas. Mm, I can see that. And so sometimes that strikes a little, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, friction in the in the in, in the comedian scene, comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Like who's the who's the best black comic? Right. And I used to strive for that. But then I woke up one day and was like, I don't want to be the best black comic. You know what I'm saying? Right. I want to be the best fucking comic. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That happened to be black. You know what I mean? Right, right. And once I started having that mindset, duh, I became the best black comic. You know what I mean? <laughs> So tell us, have you met anybody that, well, I already know you did because we talked off air about it. We won't mention no names, but just tell us about the experience you had. Uh, I've had people rub me the wrong way, but uh, it's uh, what I try to do. If it's somebody that I really, really like, inspired to be like, or really, really like, and I'm a big fan. What I do is I don't get too I like I try not to get too close to them. Like people, that I, I hang out with like a lot of celebrities that I don't really like. I'm not that big of a fan of. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like we work together and we become friends. Mm-hmm. So because I, there's this one comedian, I don't want to say his name, but he was rude to me early on, and what that did to me. It ruined all his work. So when I see his like the movies that he's in, when I look at his stand up, I don't enjoy it because of my experience. Right. And so because I loved him so much, I don't want to experience that again with another celebrity. Right. right. So I try to uh, I let I let the celebrity kind of gravitate towards me versus because you don't want to be like you don't want to come off like a fan. Right. Right, right. Hey, with that, with that in mind, and having that experience, you know, somebody that you maybe had idolized or something, and like you said, now you're looking at it in a different light. Does that, does that kind of change your mentorship with up and coming comedians? Do you, uh, are you real, are you real cognizant of that? That hey, man, I, even though this kid gets on my fucking nerves, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell him he fucking sucks right now. Or do you think that that they need that? That tough love, and you got to tell somebody. Oh, no, they get tough shit. love. They no, they get tough love, but it's like I gotta be. I learned that I gotta be on that. They gotta come to me, and they gotta really, you know what I'm saying? They gotta really want it, mm-hmm. and I'll give. I'll give them what I do is I'll, I have worked with people. People want me to manage them, but no, I'll, I'll get them started mm-hmm. and set certain goals because I don't want to invest in some, to somebody right. all yeah, the way if they're just gonna bullshit. So comics, comics, I don't even, honestly, I want, it sounds cocky. <laughs> no, man, hey man, this is you, but you I earned it, I don't, you earned I don't, really, you earned I don't get spot. to know any comic that's been doing it less than, uh, less than three months. What I do is, I meet them, like some of them will reach out to me before they even go. They'll inbox me and reach out to me before they even go. And I'll give them some advice and a little bit of goals. And I tell them before you give up, if you if you bomb the first time, don't stop doing it. Give it like 10, get on stage 10, try 10 times in 10 different places before you quit. Right. And then you can tell me that you want to quit. Right. You know what I mean? And if they can like do that, I look at their set. Now it's crazy. I mean, I, 
I'm not the writer. Like some of them come to me for writing. No, I can teach them the business. Right. I can teach you how to get money. Like I'm not the honestly. I'm not really the funniest comic in San Antonio. Right. right. Just success. I'm really not. There's a lot of talented comics here in San Antonio. I just know how to do business. I know how to walk into a venue and say, "Hey, uh, how much how much does this hold? I would like to bring business to your." Some people are, don't have social skills right. to turn off right. that. Right. Like a lot of comics, and I'm speaking. A lot of co- comics are weird, bro. You know. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are like they're just weird and they don't know they, they're talented but they don't know how to do business right like, yeah, yeah like not honestly that's my honestly that's that's my end game really because right. I only got a really like a nice writing game and a great stage present yeah man no listen man it sounds like it sounds like you well on your way brother I have no doubt I'll be seeing you on the screen you know doing your thing we'll, you'll be one of those uh, celebrities getting drove around telling motherfuckers to quit speeding and dragging your foot in the ground and shit that's funny so uh so man I just want to thank you again for uh for uh Showing us some love, coming on the show, man, giving us your time. It sounds like your time is gotten more and more expensive now. <laughs> so we appreciate it, man. And uh, if there's anything, anytime you want to come on, man, you more than welcome. You know, okay. shoot, shoot us cool, the text. Cool. Hey, man, but let the people know where they can find you at. Let them know, you know, Instagram, you all that stuff. You can find me on P-O-L. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Grinder, and Ancestry.com. Uh, everything is Clifton is funny. Like everything is Clifton is funny. Comedian Clifton Simmons. You know what I mean? Okay. Look out right. for my album on Apple Music. It's coming soon. Yeah. Let's not make it awkward. Is my hashtag. Okay. Uh, I'm about to come out with Lifton with Clifton. Yeah, all right, man, yeah. Yeah, Cliff, uh, I just want to echo what LG said. We're proud of you, man. It takes a special type of person to really chase after their passion like you have, bro, turn it into something, you know, lucrative. So we, cool, again, cool, cool, cool. from my outside looking in, I admire what you're doing, brother. I'm proud of you. Like LG said, you're welcome back on the show whenever you want. I like, I, like, I like what y'all are doing, too, because it's going to help, you know, people keep up with people better because a lot of times we don't know what people are doing and we can actually utilize each other as a resource right there right. you go there you, you know go I mean? so, well, you heard it you heard it man Clifton Simmons showed up showed out man gave us a little bit of his time we appreciate it this is how we gonna do baby bring y'all the word to the street San Antonio on now for those of y'all who don't know how we get down let me tell you man about this time <laughs> about this time you get your little ice put your lemon wedge if you prefer and throw a koozie on the brew man you know how we do drink time that, that was horrible but I still love you. Thank you, boo-boo. No, I just need to be around some love. That's what You want to see some love? It's love day. I'm sure people love out. Yo, what it do, what it do. Hey, man, you know how we do. We always like to show some love. So, uh... Right now, we're going to go ahead and give the shout-outs and the love, man. Everybody, appreciate y'all chiming in. Go ahead, Foot, man. Go ahead, show some love, man. 
Yeah, man, first and foremost, I want to shout out Say Say. Love you, sis. Sorry about the days I wake up feeling like president of drink time and make demands. I don't mean that. But thank you for, thank you for your contributions to the show. Um, just a beautiful soul, just a beautiful person. Love you, sis, again. Love you, And thank say, you for say. everything that you do. Love you, Say Say. Uh, Cliff, brother, thank you for coming on to the show. I appreciate your, your growth and your, your vision since high school. It takes a lot to strike out on your own and blaze your own path, man. That's something that a lot of people don't do, and I really genuinely admire that about you. Can't wait to have you on. Can't wait to hear some more stories, man. Thank you for coming on. Jesse. Jesse Gonzalez, my brother. Love you to death. He's one of, those, one of those friends, one of those brothers that even if we don't talk for a while, we always, we always when we catch up and we meet up again, he always picked up where we left off. And even outside of that, he's running the Elevate Sports and Fitness. It's the best sports and fitness program in San Antonio. Elevate. Uh, and um, you can find him on Instagram at Elevate underscore sports underscore and underscore fitness. And that's on Instagram. So Elevate Sports and Fitness, all underscores. You can find him on Instagram. You got kids if somebody wants to send his program. He's a great guy. He'll be in good hands. DG uh, Griff, what up, though? Appreciate the positive feedback. Appreciate y'all listening. And really just the whole Griffin family, man. Ups and downs, peaks and valleys. Appreciate y'all being there for me. My brothers in every sense of the word. I love y'all, man. If you know, you know. And last but not least, tomorrow, you say you aren't getting enough mentions on the show, and you're probably right. But you are genuinely my best friend. All the good parts of me come from you, you know, I wouldn't be who I am without you, everywhere I go in the world, I take you with me, and then that way you're my angel, mom, and I love you so much, um, I just last week, Monique, shout out Monique, I was just in Houston, I show up a lot of times, hey, watch your mouth, and by a lot of times, I mean every time, (laughs) I love you, another beautiful soul, Thank you for having me. Thank you for being in my corner, man. That's, that's it. Yo, man, yeah, a lot of love right there, brother. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, again, let me echo before I go. Jesse, man, uh, I love what you're doing there, brother. Keep doing your thing. Like Foot said, go check him out. Say, say, I'm going to echo those sentiments. Those sis, keep helping us out. We appreciate it. We're going to get you paid now. We're going to get you paid. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the process, the vision. <laughs> but uh, for real, man. Also, man, let me show some love to the rest of the fam. Ava Lee, Cammy, Brucey, Zay Zay, my babies, pops, moms. Couldn't obviously couldn't do none of this without y'all, man. The backbone and support of everything, yeah, through the fuck ups, the good times, bad. Uh, nothing like family, yeah, man. And that shit is true. So. Uh, gotta give much love to them, man. Again, Cliff did your thing. Funny as hell. Y'all make sure y'all check him out, man. He's been in the game for over a decade, done so many different things, and we're definitely gonna be consulting with him and getting advice and shooting ideas back and forth. Uh, man, just a great, great, great guy overall. And so proud and happy to see him actually doing his thing, man. Hopefully we can uh, kind of follow in those footsteps and uh, our thing will blossom into that too. Hey man, gotta give a shout out to 
the folks over at Building Black. Now, Building Black, man, they got they do dashikis, personal embroidery, whatever you need. Go check them out, man. www.buildingblack.com. Check them out, man. They're doing their thing. Fierce Kitchen, Jared, one of San Antonio's own, John Jay alum, man, serving the San Antonio area, giving them that good food, smoke, whatever you want, man. I think I seen the niggas smoke a potato salad or some shit. Hey, <laughs> go check them out, man. He's doing his, he's doing his thing. This shit is off the chain, man. Hey, true potential. Now this is now this is what I love to see, man. These ladies at True Potential. It's a group of ladies, black entrepreneurs, that then got together and they are doing their thing, man. It's it's a beautiful thing, man. True Potential got the book out now. Been in other multiple businesses and corporations that they've brought up off the ground and had acquired. And I have the privilege of consulting with them on a daily basis. And man, I can't say enough about those ladies. Keep doing your thing and thank you for the support. Bird, what up, baby? Always got to show love to my guy, man. One of my number one supporters. Uh, I got to give this one. Now, this, I got to say this, man. My nigga, Russell, I've known him. We lived in the same neighborhood. We, you know, grew up together. And man, he's a, in a whole other country, y'all. That's right. One of our first worldwide appearances over the radio waves. Man, Russ has called in, texted in, hit me personally just to let us know how much he loves the show. And that's the type of thing I'm talking about, y'all, man. You can't, you can't buy that type of shit. That shit is a nostalgic feeling that you'll never forget just to have somebody supporting your vision and dream. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Russ. We're going to collab on something real soon, man. Also, I got to say this, y'all, because y'all don't know the work and effort and the calls and the writing down and the arguments. And we're going to give y'all some of that, too, that goes in this. But Foot, I love you, brother. I love you. You're my guy. We're going to make this thing happen. We're going to push each other across the finish line. The shit ain't going to be easy. <laughs> It definitely will, but I love you to death, man. My God, my brother, man, been there, stuck with me. And let me tell y'all, I'm the difficult one. Let me apologize to Say Say because anybody who knows me, I, yeah, it's not, it's not easy. It's like loving. It ain't really, it ain't that easy with me, bro. But we gonna make it happen. I love this guy, man. My brother, couldn't say enough. Can't say enough. We gonna keep giving that love. Also, if I forget, I'm going to get in trouble. One last. Hartwell Jones. Now, the group over at Hartwell Jones and Consultants are doing their thing, man. I'm sorry. Let me let me say that right. Hartwell Jones and Associates, a consulting group that's doing their thing, and they've actually reached out, and they're going to help us, man. You know there's a business side to everything. While we're sitting here talking, we also want to make some money. Like I said, say, say, it's coming. But this, this group... They follow the show as well. They're gonna, they've reached out, man. We're going to sit down and uh, and hopefully they'll be able to push us in the right direction and uh, monetize the podcast and all that good stuff. So plenty of good things coming, baby. 
plenty of good things coming, man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. You know where to catch us. Any of your social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, doesn't matter. All you got to do is put in Drink Time Podcast. Drink Time Podcast at Gmail. Man, we even got, now look, we got the merch coming. Yeah, we got the merch coming. Cafepress.com slash Drink Time Podcast. Cafepress.com slash Drinktime Podcast. Go there, check us out, order something, man. Hey, show your love. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Man, any any other love? Any other love you got out there, bro? I guess uh, not. I guess he's not. I guess that's it. Wait, 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 We're in the on. bottle. Oh, I thought somebody was. I thought somebody was catching on you. I just, I just want to, I want to ask your sentiments, brother. I guess I should have added you in with Manika, bro. You, you've been there. You know, you've been there for me through a lot, bro. My dad died. Just a lot of the talks, a lot of literature, a lot of things you put me on, bro. I just. It's invaluable, bro. I love you so much, man. I can't even put into words how much right. you know, you've meant to me, bro. Yes, sir. So, I just yes, want to let sir. you know that, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Well, hey, man. You know what time it is. Get your ice. Get your lemon wedge. Yes, you need your lemon wedge. Hey, get a cruisy for the brew, man. Hey, drink time. Drink time. Really? How is this man producing that? Shut up, boy.